It's the uh, overrated, underrated Wednesday here on Canuck Central. I know uh, everybody loves it. It's a very popular segment. You can uh, download the podcast every Wednesday. We uh, have overrated, underrated, mm-hmm. easily consumable. It's about uh, 25 minutes, all self-contained. We'll do some Canuck stuff, do some other things, and you can always send in topics uh, we'll send it out on Twitter at DanRicho underscore and at Satyar Shaw every Wednesday. Or, as it's happening, if you're listening live, 650-650 on the Dunbar Lumber text line. Uh, so the way it works um, is we have a topic and we debate if that is overrated or underrated. Like uh, the Popeye's chicken sandwich, overrated or underrated. I have not had it yet. I wish I could... Uh... I wish I could tell you. Have you had it? I have. Recently. Uh, it's been a while. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. It is, uh, you know what? It's underrated. Is it? Yeah. It's good. What makes it underrated? I mean, it's just, it's good. It's just a good chicken burger, you know? I like chicken. I like chicken. <laughs> I like fried chicken. It's just really good. The sauce is perfect. Um, you know, it's a good hefty piece of chicken that Ooh, they hefty. give you. They they give you the, the who are you Jim Benning the, hefty yeah they give you a couple of couple of pickles you know which which give it a little bit of crunch and a bit of a sour mm. uh, finish to it so it's uh, it's all it's all very good. Here's my question on chicken burgers. If we're gonna go down this road already, <laughs> producer I Eddie, I don't got understand. Thoughts on chicken burgers. Okay, I don't understand how the chicken burger philosophy changed from lettuce and mayonnaise, a solid you know support system, yeah, to Pickles on the chicken burger. <laughs> well, it's it, like everything, you know, it's the evolution, and it's like the habanero sauce, too. There's that chipotle yep. sauce yep. And, and everything else. Like, I, I did have a, uh, a King Taps in Toronto. Okay. I, I had their chicken sandwich. It was really good. It was really yeah. know, a lot of stuff on it. But it, it has evolved, Eddie, because you're right. I mean, the McChicken is a traditional, just a yep. mayo, yeah. lettuce, and, you know, chicken between a bun. And right? I'm not saying pickles on a chicken sandwich is bad. I just want to know, when did it change? <laughs> <laughs> when did it become the standard? Yes, is is Eddie's question. I I don't know. It's a good I, question. I don't I don't know the history of the chicken burger that well. It seems to be in the last five years. I could be wrong. <laughs> I'm sure we have a foodie listener or ten that will let us know. Um, I'll, I'll also say this: uh, under the it's underrated because I feel like Chick Fil A is the one that's on the pedestal, and Chick Fil A chicken burger not as good as the Popeyes chicken burger. Don't know if that's going to be uh, Chick Fil. I, I never had Chick Fil A. Something that gets debated. Can't can't say. I'm not honestly. I don't. I don't love like the uh, fried chicken sandwiches. Not yeah, I'm a big thing. I'm, like from the franchises, so to speak, or whatever. But I, I do enjoy a nicely made fried chicken sandwich. Uh, uh, Chick Fil A don't not not in Lower Mainland though. Mm. So that's uh, yeah. I had one fried, of the issues. Fried chicken from Jukes recently. That was Ooh. good. Very good. Fried chicken hits the spot once in a while. Not a chicken and waffles guy though. Anyways, no? uh, overrated or underrated? Yeah. Uh, let's get to some more topics. Producer Eddie Gregory will be introducing them today. 650, 650 on the Dunbar Lumber text line if you want to get some late submissions in. Eddie, where are we starting today? We're going to start with pulling Clayton Kershaw after seven perfect innings. Kevin Woodley touched on that at the in the 4 o'clock hour today. You know what? I know this is an unpopular opinion. Oh, here he goes. It is underrated. Oh, my goodness. He's going there. Clayton Kershaw after seven perfect innings. 
Because I, it saves you for later in the season? Yes. Are, is it, is yeah. it not about winning championships? Yeah. Is it not about saving the arm of one of the You're greatest right. pitchers we've ever seen? But now, when do you get to the point in on September 13th when the Dodgers are in a key playoff game when, man, thank goodness Clayton Kershaw's having a good game today <laughs> because we pulled him on April 13th. When he had two innings to go in a perfect game. To Eddie's point, if you're a good team, can you just like rest him later in the season? Yeah. And he's, he's fresh for the playoffs. But I think we just like, uh, okay, there's a lot of factors here, right? Short uh, mm. spring training due to the lockout and everything else. And, hey, most guys around the league, their first start of the season, they're, they're only throwing 80, 85 pitches anyway. That's pretty much blanket for basically every starter across the board. For Kershaw... Specifically, he's, he's he's getting up there. You know, he's got a lot of mileage on that arm. Doesn't throw mm-hmm. with the same velo that he used to, and all of that. I think about uh, probably ten years ago now. Johan Santana. Remember when he threw a, a no hitter? Yeah. And he, I mean, it's a little bit more extreme. I think he racked it up to like 140 pitches or something like that by the end of it, and basically told the manager at the time, like, I'm not coming out. You know, you could try to pull me. I'm not coming out. That's so, not happening. So part of it was his his own doing, but he was awful. He he never pitched another good game in the in, in Major League Baseball. It broke him. It it literally broke Johan Santana to throw that many pitches at that late stage of his career. I think he had ten more starts and never never pitched another season in Major League Baseball. So. I don't disagree, but what I don't like the logic makes sense. You can't disagree with the logic; it makes perfect sense. Yes, but we know too much as sports fans. <laughs> we know way too much. The math nerds are ruining everything. <laughs> yeah. We know way too much. And we you can't apply much. the same coat of paint to every single player. You know, it's one thing if you're you know a average pitcher, but one of the best of this generation. Let him go. Somewhere today, Nolan Ryan is playing that small violin. <laughs> Man, Nolan Ryan is lit, like he is. He's leading that orchestra. He is an anomaly. He he is. Uh, I don't know. They should do studies on his body on how his arm held up with the amount that he pitched. All right, uh, that's that's enough baseball. Uh, let's let's go. Next one. All right, letting up in blowout wins. Context, the Flyers are upset that Ovechkin was on the ice during the power play in a 9-2 game. This one, this one's kind of interesting. Um, overrated letting up in blowout wins. People see it as, like, respect. I don't know. You talk about culture. Like At any point, when is it okay to say, like, hey, guys, slow down? You know? I, I don't know. I'm just – I'm not with that doesn't matter. You're, you're still in a competitive scenario. The other team is trying to stop you from scoring. Why should I try to stop? Why, why should I stop myself from trying to score? Yeah, I, I'm going to give a uh, middle-of-the-road answer here. You're a professional athlete. Yeah. You get paid lots of money. You're a pro. There's yeah. no mercy rule. No one's going to take it easy on you. If one team decides to take it easy on you, great. Yeah. You maybe give them a nod. If they don't, be better. Blame yourself for not being good enough that the team's taking advantage of you in this game. I'd be a little upset being on the Flyers knowing the fact that Alexander Ovechkin is on the ice 
in a 92 game all the while when he's trying to track down Gretzky. Well, he's trying to track Gretzky's record exactly. Why should he not throw him? And why, why should why should Ovechkin say, you know what? I'm, I'm not. I want to bypass yeah. a chance to score a goal and, and get this record, which is the, the biggest record but in NHL history, just gonna, because I'm going to hurt gonna, the Flyers' yeah. feelings. What if he finishes with 895? <laughs> And this oh, is the goal that okay. helps put it over the top. Are, are we gonna I'm go going to be a Philadelphia Flyer who's in this game that's 60 years old that's still going to be griping about it. I was on that penalty kill shift. I couldn't get over to the left wing dot, and that Ovechkin just had to be on the ice. You know what? If you don't like it, play better. I'm sorry, all right? And are we going to go through uh, Gretz, Gretzky's box scores and see how many times he was lighting up? Crappy teams in the eighties. They scored like eleven. They put like twelve spots on teams. <laughs> Man, scored. that's because the NHL they, goalies back then were like AHL caliber. Half of them were. The Oilers scored more than four hundred goals a year. Do you know how ridiculous that is in the context of what but, it what it is now? But at least we do. Like the Oilers of those days were that much better than everyone else in the league. Are the Capitals <laughs> and Ovechkin that much better than everyone else in the NHL? Uh maybe maybe not. All right. Uh, there was also a great moment. I think it was um, San Francisco and the Padres today, the Giants and the Padres. It was a blowout game, and, and one of the Giants bunted for a single. <laughs> and, of course, the Giants – or, sorry, the Padres got pissed about it. And Gabe Kapler, who is the Giants manager, went out there and totally stand for his player that bunted for a single. What? He's like, I don't care. We're still playing. What difference does it make? It goes on your, if you're a batter, it goes on your record. You're supposed yeah. to have a worse you know, am I just supposed to average? get out? I have different ways to get on base. I'm still going to try to get on base. My batting average starts with a one, okay, boys? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> All right, next, next. Elias Pettersson on 110-point pace since the All-Star break in his last 26 games. This is... Uh, I. I put this in because people think it's overrated. Uh, I Bet, okay. Benny scoring at such a great pace. It's like, oh, but it's just that you're just, like, shortening the season, of course. Like, whatever. Like, the games don't even matter. They've been so far out of the playoffs. Whatever people – whatever excuse. It's underrated. Like, he's playing out of his mind right now, and we should appreciate it. Well, he, he is playing incredible hockey, right? We should appreciate it. You're absolutely right. A uh, 26 – like, I will say his, his raw points over 26 games – yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, it's undeniable. The yeah. point percentage, the point pace stuff, yeah, I mean, it's going to be hard to have that pace over 82 games or whatever. But to illustrate how well he's played, I will give it to you. I will give this one to you. I'll give it that. I said, okay. Yeah. It's, 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 it's properly rated. rated. It's properly rated. rated. Okay. It's properly rated. It's, not it's impressive. Overrated. It's not overrated. All right. All right. Uh, where are we going next, Eddie? Let's get to some of the uh, listener submissions. All right. Going to change the angle a little bit here from Pell's Bells. This is inspired from the uh, Chris Pronger tweet thread from today. <laughs> Spending seventy five grand a year on vehicles. I have uh, some thoughts on this too, actually. Seventy five k a year on vehicles is. Uh, I mean, good for you if you could afford that. Yes. Um, this is uh, incredibly overrated. I'm just gonna like change this from Pell's Bells to like an overall thought on. Uh, Chris Pronger's Twitter thread about how athletes are so hard done by with the m- massive yeah. amounts of money that they make and the amount of expenses that they have. So the money they make or the sound uh, the sound of six million dollars a year isn't actually six million dollars a year. Like, I'm sorry, Chris. Like that's uh, okay. that's gonna fall on deaf ears for a lot of people. I'll let Eddie go here. He has thoughts too, and okay. I'll share. I, I know where you stand now. Yeah. Where, where do you stand on this? Eddie? Yeah, if you got the money. I have no problem flashing a little bit of cash with your vehicle. But still, at the end of the day, 
You're just moving yourself around. You're moving from point A to point B, and you're going to spend seventy-five grand a year to go from, I don't know, Cold Harbor in Vancouver to False Creek for an NHL player. Come on. Yeah. yeah okay. This this is what I will say. Hey, if you got it, spend it. Man, I'm not going to hate on anybody for living their life. Man, live your best life. But you know, think about the expenses. Yeah. But we also have to relate to this. For instance, we've all eaten yep. a lot of mac and cheese and all that stuff over the years. We oh, started yeah. off when you're, you know, in, making when I was making twenty grand and back in Edson, Alberta, I couldn't even afford Crafter. I had to get like no name brand, you know, whatever. It was like fifty cents instead of you know a buck or whatever it was. Yep. But then you do a little better, and you're like, you know what? Now I'm getting the craft dinner. I can afford the craft dinner. <laughs> and then as time goes on, you're like. I don't have to eat craft dinner. I can get the Annie's mac and cheese now. Yeah. I ain't gonna have the craft anymore. I'm gonna move up. This is what I'm eating now. Yeah. You're not going back to the old stuff. <laughs> I'm gonna buy a brick of cheese and make a cheese sauce and bake this sucker for. <laughs> but see, but that's not I'm what's gonna, gonna happen. I'm gonna so, make mac and cheese from scratch. So think of it in that way. So if all of us go through that type of progression, you'd be in the same spot. If you're making six million, you still be spending seventy five k. You'd be like, well, that's just where my life's at right now. Yes. It's the mac and cheese analogy. All to drive from Cold Harbor to False Creek yeah. to see your buddy. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of with Eddie. Like, I'm not a big uh, – like, if I did have the money, I wouldn't, like, splurge on uh, a Ferrari or something like that or a Lamborghini. Like, I just wouldn't I – would, I wouldn't do anything like that. It's not really in my nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't need to flash it in a fancy car because at the end of the day – I mean, what what does a fast car do for you anyways? Just gets you into a lot of trouble. Yeah, exactly. And how many of those fast cars we see in downtown Vancouver are just in bumper-to-bumper traffic because of all the lights? Oh, and how many of them have the end sticker? Oh, on, that's on the best part. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best. Like new driver with a $400,000 car. <laughs> uh, also, Chris Pronger, like um, just an overall thought on, on the Twitter thread. I know he was well-intentioned, but... Man, you got to get outside your bubble a little bit and realize this this ain't going to land with a lot of people, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah from a Hall of Fame defenseman who's made a few sheets in this game. No kidding. All right, where are we going next, Eddie? All right, we're going to go down the uh, NHL pay scale a little bit here from Chris Pronger to Cal Clutterbuck. I'm reading it spelt wrong, but I'm guessing they spelt it wrong. <laughs> I, I think that's a uh, good call that, by that's you. That's his Twitter handle, Cal Oh, okay, okay. I thought they were talking about the player, Cal no. Clutterbuck, no. from the Islanders. All uh, right. That, that's the, Fair enough. Because I would have actually had some thoughts on Cal Clutterbuck <laughs> if that was the case, because I think you need him. But he's talking about garlic. Yes. Uh, okay, so garlic is great. It's tremendously underrated. I mean, it gets used in everything. So I don't know if it's <laughs> underrated. I don't care. I'm, I'm Italian. I, I'm allowed to say garlic is underrated because yeah, it's it's great. I, I literally put it on everything. But you also shouldn't overdo the garlic. Yes. What's what's overdoing garlic? It's you know, <laughs> it, it all depends on what you're looking for. Life when it I'm ruins saying. your social situations and your breath is just rank. Wait, are you guys trying to tell me something right now? Maybe. <laughs> and I'm behind glass. <laughs> I uh, you know that that tw- TikTok sound that's like I'm a I'm a garlic girl. <laughs> I'm probably the only one that knows this because oh. I I see a lot of f- food TikToks. I I don't know. I could never have enough garlic on stuff. I mean, I make pasta al olio. You know how many pieces of garlic, like cloves of garlic, go into my pasta al olio? It's unbelievable. What's the most bizarre thing you put garlic on? I don't know. 
I, I put it on everything. So it's <laughs> a weird question for <laughs> on me. your toast. It's like I, I have had garlic. Well, toast. garlic yeah. toast is yeah. a thing. So yeah. I meant like breakfast toast. It's like Frank's. He puts that on everything. Yeah, <laughs> put garlic on everything on cereal. I, people find it weird. I'll like uh, I'll get a I'll have soup and I'll just like crush a piece of garlic into my soup, like fresh garlic, just like fresh garlic into your soup. Yeah. I mean, each their own, I guess. <laughs> I guess it depends on the soup. What kind of soup? Yeah, it has, I don't know. It has a lot of. Um... <laughs> Is it brothy? Yeah, it's okay. a brothy soup. Hey, garlic has a lot of uh, antioxidant properties, so it's. Uh, it's yeah, it's here come the health benefits to All deflect attention away, right? Yes. All, All right. What's sudden. next? All right, uh, from Ray Hat, Brad Hunt, Kyle Burrows, and Luke Shen are underrated signings by Benning, and Chips are super overrated. So. <laughs> Chipping in twice to your part in the pun. Agree. All three of those players were underrated signings, and uh, I, I, I may actually agree on chips. I like chips, but you know I don't, I don't love chips. Although I have like a bunch, of, I have a great chip selection at home. I uh, I try not to buy chips too often because I will really Consume gorge them. on them. Like I, I can't I can't be a mo- like I can't live with chips in moderation. Really, you know? Like I'll seal the bag and like oh, throw man, it no. in the pantry. <laughs> Good luck. If I'm opening that bag, it's probably getting finished. They're not lasting more than two or three days. <laughs> yeah, it's it's getting finished pretty quick. So uh, chips, super overrated. Definitely not super overrated. Proper flavors, underrated, like original or just simple flavors. Or if you just get the right chip, get yep. the right dip. Especially kettle chips, man. Oh, man. Kettle yeah. chips, the texture, the crunch, perfect. All right, what's next? All right. This one from Tim Tostitos. Garland. Over underrated. Ooh. I have an answer to this too, actually. Uh, Garland. Connor Garland, is he overrated or underrated? I feel like the criticism has gotten to a point where Connor Garland is now underrated. To some degree. Uh, yes. I, I, I would say so. I think the conversation has gotten to the point where it is underrated now, to some degree. But at the end of the day, five million, you got to produce. You know, and it's, it's about. How do you fit on the team? You got to produce. You got. He had two assists against Vegas, up to forty-two points in the year, and that's a career high for for him. So could have been three assists too. Yeah, could have been Patterson yeah. if he finishes that chance. What a, what a chance that was too. Yeah, no, between two defenders behind the net. Oh. But he's pretty much been on his entire career pro- trajectory. Yeah, all year here in Vancouver. Yeah, like two years ago in nineteen twenty, thirty-nine points in sixty-eight games, thirty-nine and forty-nine last year, and forty-two and sixty-nine. This is a screen cap I did during the game last night. So. Gives you a bit of an idea, yeah. but he's right on par with his previous two years here in Vancouver as a support piece, not a primary offensive yeah. piece. The, the thing about it is no power play time, right? Or very few power play points. But he also hasn't had success on the power play when he's played. And I know people say, well, in Vancouver, he doesn't get the chance. Um, I like I, I can only on remember a handful unit? of games where he had a chance he, on the first unit. Yeah, but even if you go back to Arizona, he hasn't been a guy who's had a lot of success on the power play. Now, yeah. that goes to something Yannick's mentioned to us, too. Is he a guy who just, his game doesn't really... Um, uh, well, he doesn't have an elite shot, and you're not going to make him your power play quarterback, so then what is he? I do think he could be a really interesting player in that bumper spot. Mm-hmm. I do think so, but you got to use him in that spot. And he, I don't have, is his really shot good that. enough for that spot? We see how Not many goals Bo scores from there, yeah. right? Well, Bester, when he's there, is really good at it, too, because he can shoot. That's the ultimate issue, is his shot's just not hard enough, and that's what probably keeps him from it. Uh, all right, what's next? All right, Craft Beer. This one from Discount Dracula. 
Overrated. Yes. Anything I, bitter, <laughs> tough to. I mean, when something drink, gets no. too hoppy, I mean, if you're telling me like seven different things that I should be tasting while okay. sipping on this beer, I'm like, this is a little too much for me. It's like, what are you, some kind of beer sommelier? Did you go to beer college? Essentially, <laughs> whoa, people can people can be you know wine sommeliers or whatever. You Even can't wine be is too much for me, man. Like, you spending a thousand bucks on a bottle of wine, you're like you should taste leather notes. Why would I want to eat or drink leather? This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> At the end of the day, you just want a cold, refreshing <laughs> beverage, don't you? Not yeah. You know, no. I, so yes, I, I, so I think craft beer is underrated because I think it's for people that haven't tried it. They, they're like, oh my god, like this is actually good beer. It's like, yeah, you can try different things. Personally, I can't consume a ton of beer anymore. I'm not a big beer drinker. I just can't. My body has a hard time handling a lot of beer, so yeah. I got to do other. Yeah, we get it. You're chiseled. No, it's not, my, <laughs> my body doesn't. No, I'm telling you, like I just can't handle it. Like I will. I I, I can. If I have a couple of beers, it just doesn't make me feel good. That's yeah. the problem. Fair enough. I get real sleepy. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I, 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 we got to get. Um, go, go on, Eddie. I'll get to get some. another one. We have we have another one. There's right. one I want to get to on the text inbox. We'll get to that okay. one later. All right, All right, we'll go back to a hockey one later. But this one kind of ties into the previous one from JL. Sweet Caroline sing alongs <laughs> after uh. a couple of beers. Oh. Yeah, I, I guess I, so. Every time I see see it at the game, I get so triggered. I, uh, yeah, why, but we're not why drunk. is it a thing? Oh, okay. If we were drunk, Dan, I think we'd enjoy it more. Given that people, uh, you know, Vancouver has such a distaste for anything Boston after the 2011 series, how is Sweet Caroline a thing at Canucks games? This is something I will never understand. Just because it's a sing along song, it's that simple. Um, get a few beers into people. Get Piano Man on. Like, I don't know anything but Sweet Carol. But nobody can sing along to Piano Man. Why not? Half the people have no idea. <laughs> why, why is what, Sweet... Who doesn't know Sing Us a Song, You're the Piano Man? Why, like... why is Sweet Caroline so popular? Because everybody knows it. It's not that hard to sing along. Not, everybody, everyone can sing along to it. That's, that's what makes it a good sing-along song. That's why they do it. And hey, do, do, do people protest... How many everybody sings along with Bon Jovi? Are you having a sing along Bon Jovi at the end of every game? Well, they've done that a few times, I guess. And it carries over into the play. Game <laughs> off. The music has stopped playing. Game Ops has done a terrific job at the rink this year in general, yeah. I think. And, and listen, the crowd, the vibe's always good. The crowd's into it. They enjoy every bit that gets done. I don't know, man. It's working. That's I enjoy a crowd it. singing for an extra five to ten seconds while the play is going on after a song ends. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, let's, let's do a couple more of these, uh, hockey ones, uh, Eddie. All right. The Lego Batman, the overrated impact of Tyler Mott. Wow. Ooh. And the underrated ability of Pod Colson. Definitely underrated on Pod Colson. Yeah. He is, uh, leveling up as we like to say. Mm. Yes. Uh, overrated impact of Tyler Mott. Ask the Rangers what they think. Yeah. <sighs> He's, uh. Wish the best for Mott. He's uh, he's out with an injury right now, but overrated impact of Tyler Mott. His biggest impact was uh, on the penalty kill. But I think you look at Yuho Lamico, and this wasn't just Mott, but like Mott and Highmore, and how much less effective Yuho Lamico has been lately in that bottom six to the point where the bottom yeah. six is essentially just a black hole right now for the Canucks. Yeah. Um, that's that's where the impact really was for Mott. I know he didn't have a ton of production, but mm-hmm. he really, really 
lengthen the Canucks lineup. He was a driver on that. Game. He was. Yeah. He really was. He, he's he, he's a useful player. I will say though, uh, to the overall point, the team is okay without him. Yeah. My, the yeah. point being, the overall point being, he's not a guy that's going to hurt. Like he's not the guy that's preventing you from making the playoffs. That's yeah. right. And if that's what you're basing it on, I can understand if you say overrated. And what if Will Lockwood next year, as you've been saying all so long, takes a step? Yes. Right? Yeah. And it's on a cheaper contract. Mm-hmm. If he does, then all of a sudden, even if you get like 85% of them next year. Yeah. Uh, this one coming in on the Dunbar Lumber text line, the Canucks goal song from Tiny Tim. Overrated or underrated? Yeah. Don't love it. But I mean, it's a goal song. I don't care. I, I don't get too not a simple minds guy. Yeah, you know, you know, you know. I actually love that song. I just don't know if it's a great goal song. It just it doesn't trigger the mind and really hits home when the Canucks score. Yeah, when that do, song is playing. I do love that song though. It is a very strange goal song. Yeah, like it's not a song you would have ever thought. That's a great song to play as a goal song after a hockey goal. For as much as Chelsea Dagger. Aggravated people in this market and probably other NHL markets with the Blackhawks are winning Eddie. Stanley Cup. Don't Cubs. say it. But still. Don't say it, Eddie. The song you that knew when the Blackhawks scored because that thing got stuck yes. in your head. And that's the impact of a good goal song no matter what yeah. you think. That's a fair point. The song that shall not be I don't think we're allowed named. to say that it was a good, good goal song. <laughs> Can right? you name other like... good goal songs from around the NHL, not including Chicago and Vancouver? No. You know what song was actually really good? Song 2 by Blur. That yeah. was a really good goal song. By the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, that was a really good one. Yeah. I think California Love, even just the instrumental in L.A., would be a yeah, wonderful be goal song be for the one. Kings. Yeah, but, but Blur song too. It just it just belts. Uh, all right, any more? Uh, okay, this one because I got it on Twitter as well, and then person texted it in as well and said, "I asked Sat on Twitter for overrated, underrated, Edson, Alberta." Oh, because you live there. I live in Edson, Alberta. So um, this is all for you. Yes, it is underrated if you are in your twenties. Ah. And I don't even mean that in a traditional goal, have party, have a great time. You can do anything outdoorsy. It's great. It's actually not a bad community. Get to know friends in, in the off season, in the summer, I mean. Where is play. it? I don't know where that so is. So it's sorry. right between Jasper and Ed- Edmonton okay. on uh, the Yellowhead Highway. Okay. Um, so right between uh, Jasper and Edmonton. And you can have a lot of fun in the summertime because they have the best slow pitch tournament in North America, the Kinsman slow pitch tournament. It's a lot of fun. It's it's a it's a it's a hoot, man. You can have so much fun. And you're not too far away from Ed- Edmonton either. So you can go watch NHL games and I covered the Oilers a lot doing that too. So that's not too bad. And you're only 2 hours away from Jasper if you want to go skiing or snowboarding or whatever. That's an easy drive to go out and do. If you're outdoorsy and love, you know, get to know people and have fun or whatever, it it's underrated if you're in your 20s. If you're trying to go and start a family and stuff, probably overrated. <laughs> Was not expecting an Edson Alberta take. On, there you uh, go. Overrated, underrated. Today. We oblige. But you never know what you're going to get with overrated, underrated. We do it every Wednesday on Canucks Central. Dan Richo and Satyar Shaw, producer Eddie here as well. We'll tee up the Giants game and uh, get more into <laughs> one topic that we did not manage to get to for overrated, underrated. The middle finger from Ryan Hartman. <laughs> That's next on Canuck Central. One of my favorite parts of overrated underrated is like the leftover questions. The overflow on the text yes, box. The overflow. Uh, there was a couple of really good ones. 
Uh, overrated, underrated. Eddie's radio voice. <laughs> is that a good thing or a bad thing? That is the fine voice of the Coquitlam Express. Yes. Still a little strained after a seven-game series. Oof. How much fun was that, by the way? Hey, I enjoyed it. You love the tension of basically every game being tight mm-hmm. and you know watching an underdog push yeah. a good team to the brink. Like I said a lot of people the last few days, it fell apart, roof caved into the second period, but I had fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, and It just guys, sucks to lose. Yeah, and the, and the kids battled. Man, but uh, I was yeah. talking to Bick about it, too, and you kind of forget. And I haven't been – I, I got to get back in, to that rink and check it out, too. But the rink is a bit smaller. Yeah. So the game is so fast and yeah, so absolutely. physical. And it's just like <laughs> – so if you if you get a chance to go and watch those games, you know, next season especially, it's a, if you're a hockey fan and haven't been – Go check it out. It's it's like souped up hockey. Like it's a lot of fun. I'm biased. I, I like it. It's a it's a charming and cute little rink, and as you say, it plays yeah. a little faster due to the smaller ice surface. Uh, Brad in the Ridge. Did Dan just shorten the word velocity to velo? That immediately invalidates his opinion. Oh, man, not watching baseball anymore. Everyone's talking about exit velos and stuff like yeah. that. It's velo velo. Everything is about velo. That's the new buzzword in baseball. But Where's I do, this velo at? Where's I mean, the exit velo? Man, I do love baseball, but I do kind of agree. <laughs> like it's, it's gotten a bit too much. It is getting too much. And I, and I understand why you're like, I can't disagree with any of the logic in it either. Everything makes sense. But it's like, am I, yeah. am I, am I watching baseball or trying to solve an algorithm? <laughs> it's, it's crazy. There's just like how every little thing is so um, decided already. You know, like uh, the way they shift against every player, how they pitch every player. Uh, well, see, next year they may eliminate the shift. Yeah. The spontaneity's lost. Yeah. That's well, the issue. And, and I actually think that's good for baseball. Dumb it down. Yeah. As Vladdy goes yard again. He's got a hat trick? Woo! That's three pacatas. He's got the hat trick. And um, Aaron Hicks stepped on his hand, so that was... Uh, Gnarly. incredible. It was actually his hand was, you know, obviously, you know, bleeding to get cleated. But yeah, Vladdy's going to make four hundred million one year, like either in free agency from someone else, or maybe the Blue Jays end up giving. Him I think you're selling million. him short, and that's isn't that ridiculous? Yeah, we're talking about baseball. It's like four hundred million. Ah. <laughs> but imagine what baseball salaries are going to be when he's thirty, thirty-one. Yeah. Right, uh, it's, just it's, at the rate that it's going right now. The, we're going to see in our lifetime, we're going to see a player sign up to contract worth a billion. Yeah, yeah, like it's happening. We thought A Rod at two fifty two for ten, however many years ago, was nuts. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Uh, Arancini al Ragu, overrated or underrated? Arancini are fantastic if made correctly. Pardon you, me. <laughs> you never had Arancini. What? What is Arancini? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta show. Maybe if you show me the photo of it, they're just something. rice balls. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Wasn't that just the ultimate flex right there? (laughs) Throw in the accent. Throw a word you don't know. What? That's the text. It's not like I'm making up a text. Quit texting yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Even reading other people's texts to come off pretentious, Dan. Yeah, Yeah. probably. (laughs) And uh, finally, uh, the last one we'll get to. Ryan Hartman's middle finger. Overrated (laughs) or underrated? Well, is it worth 4,000? What was it, 4250 he ended up paying for... <laughs> flipping the bird to Evander Kane. So there's 700 guys in the league that are willing to chip in and pay the fine. Yeah, his ex-wife might be willing to pay the uh, pay the fine, <laughs> given how uh, how uh, ugly that situation has gotten. Yeah, not uh, great. 
I think there was the amount of the fine in the cash on Evander Kane's ear a few years ago yeah. Yeah. in that infamous picture. You well, think, uh, the money that he Venmo, owes people. You think uh, the San Jose Sharks, like every single one of them is going to Venmo to Ryan Hartman? <laughs> like, or the Cash App, whatever they're using south of the border nowadays. Um, like they're all willing to pitch in like, yeah, we'll pay that for you, Ryan. Hartsey, great, great, great. Even love, Dustin Bufflin has chipped in a few bucks. Yeah. yeah. But isn't that funny, though? He, he flips him the bird, and he gets more money, gets a bigger fine. <laughs> he gets almost the same amount of fine as some dude gets cross-checked in the face yes. or whatever. It's like, what? I'm, like, there's definitely been fines this year where I'm like, really? That's all that guy got is a $5,000 fine? Like, either a two-hander across the chest or across the leg or something crazy. It's like, yeah, just, just a $5,000 fine. The maximum allowed under the CBA. Just five grand. Um, Eddie brought this up in the pre-show meeting. Okay. Is there anybody you would be willing to give the middle finger to, but it would cost you over $4,000? No. Nobody, <laughs> nobody's hurt me enough. Nobody's hurt me enough for me to want to do that. And, and, and as far as, like, figures, I don't know. Like, celebrities or, like, world leaders and stuff. Yeah, I get, okay, world leaders, I, I suppose, and all that sort of stuff. I mean, you can make the argument. But, like, no. The middle finger? No. Now, punch, maybe. <laughs> At least you get the satisfaction yeah. of making contact. What, what does a middle finger do? Getting fine for giving like what, what? I feel like the the finger is kind of underrated as a as a. It depends on the delivery, perhaps. <laughs> like, yeah. if it's aggressive it in your face, like a friendly one's funny. Actually, like when when uh, if, if if a guy gets you, if one of your buddies yeah. says something funny to you and rips you, or like you know really gets you. And then you start laughing, you can just flip the bird. And it's like, yeah, it's an acknowledgement. That was you got me. That was good. A guy sad and I know very well from this industry used to flip each other the bird all the time as a personal greeting. That was just how you said hi. Absolutely. <laughs> hi, Ian. Stop <laughs> clutch. Um also, how about the season Ryan Hartman is having, hey? Isn't he like thirty goals now? Is Where it, did that is come it from? that many now? He's up there. Maybe that's why he's flipping the bird. He's like, I'm getting it paid. <laughs> yeah. I'm number one. You know what would be great, though? Um, if the Edmonton Oilers pay to keep Evander Kane and, like, trade away Jesse Pugliarvi for a goalie. I know this is, like, the nightmare fuel of Oilers fans right now. But, like, yeah, let's trade away the young player that's finally coming good and keep the declining older player who's been just a tragic disaster any place he stayed for yeah. longer than a season. Now, you also have to be realistic about it. I mean, what's Evander, Evander Kane is not getting you anything in trade. No. Jesse, I mean, what, what do you have? Well, Evander Kane's in a UFA at the end of the yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're not getting anything. So if you're looking for a trade chip, all you really have is Jesse and some other prospects. Because it looks like Benson, for instance, he's not going to be a guy. No. And, you know, they have some prospects still that could work out. But I think they're a bit concerned about that. And if you were trying to hold on to one or two of them, you can't trade those guys. Yeah. You're, you're kind of cornered here, especially with Zach Cassian's contract not aging well either. You know, there, there isn't a lot of flexibility there for you. It's just funny because Holland, who has, like, been trying to preach patience for so many months, right? Would, uh, all of a sudden would be like, yeah, we'll keep the older guy and trade away one of these younger guys. Because, yeah. like, Yamamoto and Pugliarvi, after some growing pains, are finally playing really well for those guys. Yeah. I know. I, I will say when a player like Pugliarvi, when you ask out like that, too, I think what sometimes what that does is it just makes it. Yeah. 
it's not going to work anymore. And if you can get a if you can get actual value for them, I can understand why it got there, but they could def- definitely regret it. Like, and especially if they trade for the wrong goaltender, and that can be a good conversation with Kevin Woodley later. Like, what's a goalie worth? Right. And what should you be giving up? And which guy do you bet on? And knowing the Oilers, are they going to bet on the right goalie? Yesi <laughs> <laughs> Puliarvi for Mackenzie Blackwood. Hey. Right? I mean, hey, that wouldn't surprise me. Mackenzie Blackwood is probably going to get traded. He's had a tough year. Yeah. But there are people around the league that view him as a potential good number one goalie with that potential. So and, and we'll see. Um, it's it, just an interesting thought. But anyways... I don't like. I don't know. I don't make it. I, I don't make Chris Pronger money to the point where I can like afford coughing up close to five grand just to finger some like to middle finger somebody. <laughs> yeah, you definitely don't want to be middle fingering anybody. Flipping the bird to somebody. Yes, is probably flipping the bird is the best way to say it. <laughs> yes, you know. Just because people you don't get walk the idea, into, but yeah. you don't get in trouble. <laughs> yes, we come back to work tomorrow. Yes, you don't walk into something. You know. <laughs> You just uh, knew that was going to happen. Well, and there was people that text in, too, and yeah. try to get us. I'm, I'm guaranteed not the only person that talked about Ryan Hartman today and uh, made that slip up. <laughs> Doesn't, does that make you feel better? <laughs> <laughs> How is Kane declining? Have you looked at his stats or watched them play? He's a UFA. You can't trade him for anything. Yeah. And the issue isn't, yeah, and maybe like he's not the same player he was before or whatever. It's more about... It never works anywhere he goes, or it hasn't worked anywhere he's gone beyond one or two seasons. Uh, I think, look, Evander Kane has uh, done exactly what the Edmonton Oilers wanted him to do. He's come in and he's uh, scored some goals, 16 and 35. That's an incredible rate. He's been good, no doubt. Um, I would not pay him. I'm sorry. (laughs) If I'm the Edmonton Oilers, I'm not giving a, a contract extension to Evander Kane. For the obvious off-ice reasons, he's also been on a bit of a shooting percentage binge. So uh, I just think there's elements that aren't the best Yeah, uh, Evander Kane. All right, uh, Dan Riccio and Satyar Shaw. Coming up after Canuck Central tonight, it's the Vancouver Giants and the Seattle Thunderbirds. Let us bring in our broadcast team to tee up the game It's Dan O'Connor and Bill Wilms. And, of course, Friday night, the Vancouver Giants will wrap up their regular season home schedule with one final clash versus the Kelowna Rockets. Visit VancouverGiants.com slash tickets to get yours today. Uh, Let's bring in the broadcast team, O'Connor and Bill Wilms. What's happening, fellas? Guys, how's it going? Uh, It's it's going fantastic. We're talking about uh, Ryan Hartman getting a pretty hefty fine for flipping the bird over to Evander Kane. So. Yeah, we uh, was sort of uh, trying to figure out who I would pay money to, to flip <laughs> the bird to on my end. And you know what? I, I think I'm with you guys. I, I don't have enough in, in my budget for, for such <laughs> reckless expenditures. Not, not going to be happening uh, anytime soon. Uh, so the Giants up against the Thunderbirds tonight over at the LEC. Uh, Zach Ostachuk has been on a heater lately. Is is he the guy leading this roster as as usual for this club? Yeah, he's he's an intriguing prospect right now for Ottawa for sure. Um, the twenty four goals that he has, 
I think probably he was a bit of a fly. I don't want to say a flyer, but what we call a sensey pick, where they kind of sensed something was going to good was going to happen out of a guy like Zach Ostopchek. Well, 24 goals and leading this particular Vancouver Giant team now uh, has to make them kind of giddy, thinking, you know what, we have to relook at what this kid's ceiling might be. And that's always intriguing. And of the six picks that Ottawa took in the last in this past draft, there's only one guy that's got 41 points, and he's playing in Sweden. And this is what uh, Zach's got. That guy was a later pick. The first pick they took, their first rounder that Otto, Ottawa took, he's in the OHL. He's only got 14 points. Now, he's played much fewer games, probably hurt. But no question, guys, Zach Ostopchuk is, uh, well, like I said, it's, it's a pretty... Pretty good feeling in, in Ottawa, and I, I think I saw the general manager here tonight. Pierre Dorian is in the building, guys, so it's uh, uh, an opportunity for Zach Ostopchuk to, to really strut his stuff with uh, with the GM of the Senators uh, in the building. And you know what, guys? Knowing him, he's not going to do anything different. He's not going to try to do anything special. He's a team-first guy, and, you know, honestly, the line, guys, that, uh, that have been put together last weekend are at least were really dominant for Vancouver last weekend is a Stopchuk with a 20-year-old uh, Adam Hall and, and Fabian Lysel, the, the guy that many people are saying is uh, Boston Bruins, while well, he is their top prospect, and he was probably the one guy that was untouchable for Boston at the trade deadline. There was no way they were going to, you know, they were going to move him unless something fell in their lap that was a miracle. So Lysel, Hall, and Ostopchuk have really been a factor. They were, I think, the most impressive threesome uh, of either Kelowna, if you will, or Vancouver last weekend. Hopefully they can continue here tonight. And the thing here is that this is a team that's only won 10 home games. Uh, this team needs to get some home wins. Well, they certainly do, and when, it, when you look at the stakes tonight, you get the victory, and they're going to be moving on into the postseason. So how big is it for the stakes this evening? Uh, I mean, the stakes are big. I mean, we, we've frankly, guys, we've talked for too long uh, about the Vancouver Giants being able to clinch a playoff spot, and wouldn't it be nice just to get this thing done and over with and out of the way uh, this evening and, and then sort of leaving the weekend to, you know, jostle for for seeding really but guys the the intriguing thing for me tonight is the goaltender for the vancouver giants 15 year old matthew hutchison goes into Kelowna, a notoriously tough place to play a tough place to win on sunday he makes 27 saves on 29 shots faced he gets his first whl win why wouldn't you go back with Matthew Hutchison tonight? It's exactly what the Vancouver Giants are going to do, and they're going to look to the future right now to try and backstop this team to solidifying a playoff berth. It is uh, certainly, I think, worth the attention, and what a storybook it would be for the 15-year-old Matthew Hutchison to come in and win another game at home. You know, you know guys, um, to Dan's point, Seldom have I, in the 20 years I've been in this league, seen a starting goaltender go down like Weichmann did uh, for Vancouver, the Swedish kid that was playing so well. And seldom have I seen so much turmoil in finding who the next goalie is. Usually it's your backup. Well, it hasn't worked here with to this point with two guys, either Will Gursky or Connor Martin. So they've thrown the the crease right into the lap if you will of this 15 year old kid and the the one thing that i feel different about with dan just a little bit is that yeah that's impressive what he did last week 
but I don't think your goaltending can be the focus of your attention. If you're worried too much about what's happening in the net in your own end, you forget about what's happening in the net in the other end. And I thought Vancouver did such a good job in Kelowna in game number two in not making goaltending a distraction. They said, hey, I don't care who's back there. We got a 15-year-old kid or we got a 20-year-old kid. We're going to go out there and we're going to play our game and we're going to focus on the rookie goaltender in the Kelowna zone, in the Kelowna end of the ice. So I don't think goaltending should. It's been a major distraction to this team in the last 10 or so games. I don't think it happened last weekend necessarily, and it can't be a distraction between now and Sunday or Saturday night when our season ends and then going into the playoffs. It's a big one tonight at the LEC. Gentlemen, have a great call. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, guys. Uh, there is Dan O'Connor and Bill Wilms, our broadcast team for the Vancouver Giants. They've got the Seattle Thunderbirds coming up. And uh, Friday night, the Vancouver Giants wrap up their regular season home schedule with one final clash against the Kelowna Rockets. Visit VancouverGiants.com slash tickets. And, yes, uh, the phenom Michael Hutchinson in goal again, 15 years old and... I, it's I, it's ridiculous. I can't even imagine being 15 years old and playing uh, playing in a WHL hockey game. When you're good, you're good. <laughs> I guess so, right? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty incredible. He is uh, he is the phenom around these parts, and a uh, lot of a uh, lot of hype around Michael Hutchinson. Uh, we saw the hype around Connor Bedard. He's lived up to it. Hutchinson so far living up to the hype around him. Uh, coming up. Tomorrow, we'll get you set for the Arizona Coyotes. We'll have Yannick Hansen on the show and John Garrett as well. Canucks in another must-win scenario. They all are at this point of the season for where Vancouver is. Uh, for producer Eddie Gregory and my co-host Satyar Shah, I'm Dan Richo. This has been another edition of Canuck Central on Sportsnet 650.